How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday suckage in a meeting of the Awaken Bake Club. Saturday suckage on the score. The phone number 312-644-6767. Text line is the same number 312-644-6767. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. This text, 815, you're not having big TV star Rick Camp to talk about March fatness this year? How did he mean the word big, you think? I'm talking about uh, Yeah, I don't know. Camp. Uh, We're not, but you know what? Tyler Farringle or Tyler Fairla Dickinson, that's maybe what you're going to have to be. Um, Are you here next week? Are you producing Saturday Suckage? I got a little surprise for you. I'm not only here next Saturday, but I'm here the Saturday after that. Whose cornflakes did you urinate in, Tyler? That's a great question. Okay. Well, we can get started on next week's guest list, but I don't want to miss this update. How is the voting going in our web poll about whether my rap name should be Dr. Dreidel? Or a new rap name, Biggie Schmaltz. How's that voting going on our the web poll going? Well, I'm here to report that I've fully embraced the term suckage and forgot to post on Twitter. <laughs> you, you forgot to post. I forgot to the post. The web poll when Twitter, I told yeah. you post this and I told you exactly what to post, right? You did. Dr. Dreidel or Biggie Schmaltz. And so you, your mind went on walkabout. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I was focused on a couple things, and all of a sudden, boom, it disappeared. Okay, well, I guess we have our web poll planned for next week, should both of us make it. Uh, I also have a – I want to get a head start on a guest list for you, Tyler. Jay Zawoski, co-founder of the I'm Fat podcast, along with the aforementioned – Rick Camp, as long as we're here mentioning that. I want to get him on because I do want to talk about March fatness. But as you know, the Blackhawks are trying to tank, but they're failing at tanking. They have tanked the tank. They, they, they've won too many games. It, they're even beating good teams. It, it's, it sucks and it's stupid, which is the Blackhawk way. But there's this. Because the prize, the reason you want to suck and get the number one pick is Connor Bedard. He is... Franchise changing. He's the guy. His mom, Melanie, see, this is where it comes into. This is where you get Jay Zawoski, the nexus of fat and hockey. This is Melanie Bedard, the, the, the mother of the number one pick 
in the NHL draft regarding her son's nutrition. I hope you're sitting down. If you're a fat, of course you're sitting down. He's never had fast food. He will at some point, but he hasn't eaten at McDonald's or anything yet. I think we all know when you eat well, how you feel, and then we kind of go off, and then when we kind of go off the rails, he's aware of that feeling. That's Melanie Bedard, Connor Bedard's mother, the mother of the number one pick. He's never had fast food. I don't know if that's tolerated, but we need Jay Zawoski to comment on that. The March Fatness Brackets, they involve family this year. And what he thinks of the potential Blackhawks pick not having been to fast food. I mean, you come to Chicago. How did, I don't know if Melanie Bedard would allow her son to eat a beef. You go to Al's beef. You go get a beef. Hey, yo, huh? Okay, we need to do that. There's another text, 502, rolling a blunt in anticipation of WBC news. Not the World Baseball Classic, but, of course, rolling a blunt in anticipation of the Wake and Bake Club news. Wake Smoke and, weed every day. There you go. Thank you, Nate. Wake and Bake Club Hall of Famer Seth Rogen was on Life is Short podcast with Justin Long. Do you know who either of them are, Tyler? Repeat the names again. Oh, my God. You <laughs> suck. I do suck. Seth Rogen. Yes. What do you know him from? Because now you're lying. No, I do I, I do know who he is. I oh. just haven't watched like enough movies with him in it. Give me one. Put me on the spot here. Because yeah, you're lying. I'm not your lying. face is I know, red. I know. Okay, what's Tyler? The, your face is turning red. It's always oh, the the one with James Franco. <laughs> Which one is that? Okay, moving right along. Justin Long is the host of Life Is Short. Do you know who Justin Long is? Don't think so. Famous Drew Barrymore. Paramore is in a greatly underrated movie called Acceptance with a wonderful school name that makes for a wonderful T-shirt and sweatshirt, wonderful initial, the acronym. Uh, the, actually, Dan Rather, legendary newsman. Do you know who he is? No? You don't know who he is. Dan Rather. <laughs> Went to, at the time, it was called the Sam Houston Institute of Technology. So what do you think their sweatshirt anagram looked like? Don't say it. Don't cost us the license. But yes, you're right. Seth Rogen goes on the, podcast the life is short podcast and the the past of the they're discussing the past how seth famously a pothead turned kevin smith into being a pothead they met in the editing room they shared a joint in the editing room of zach and miri make a porno this is back in 2008 and it re-energized smith so much that he ultimately became a stoner in part because he was so impressed with the way Seth Rogen could produce stuff. And now Kevin Smith has given up pot. Jay and Silent Bob, Kevin Smith has given up pot. Silent Bob has given up pot. It's, it's just a stunning thing. 
And I was stunned. So was Seth Rogen. Wow, did he? He went the other way with it. He said, I think if you come into weed late in your life, it's easier to give up. You're an interloper. You're a tourist. It's just a phase for you. You think you're adopting a whole thing, and years later you're like, what am I doing? This is not me. Well, that was him. That was Seth Rogen. That's what he does. It's all about him every day, all day, all the time, and it works for him, and God bless him. <laughs> the idea that he was stunned to find out that Silent Bob going away from it. 847 texture. Melody Bedard sounds like Todd Marinovich's dad. Connect the dots, Steve. Yeah, I know. There's not many dots to connect, but, but there is that. I don't know how the son's going to react. Todd Marinovich, for those of you, you, okay, Tyler, you know who Todd Marinovich is? I do know who Todd Marinovich is. Tell me. Share with the class. Football player. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah, that's good. Uh, now, here's the part where I'm blanking out. I know it was in the mid to late 80s. He got drafted and had some sort of personal issue and could never get back to playing the type of football that everyone expected him to. Yeah, he went off the deep end. He was the quarterback kid. He was his dad was the coach and he was the the Stepford quarterback and he always wanted to go body surfing naked. That's pretty much what it was. We grew up on the West Coast and he was drafted by the Raiders and they thought they were the left handed quarterback. Oh yeah, Kenny Stabler again. Isn't there a thirty oh, yeah. for thirty about Todd Marinovich? Of course there is. He's a perfect thirty for thirty. Six three oh texter, there's like five with James Franco in it. Yeah, I struck out on that one too. Didn't you okay, I'm giving you Maybe I shouldn't give you so much credit, but I gave you an opportunity by actually doing the item I was going to do for you to go look up and find just fake like you knew the name of a Seth Rogen movie. You didn't even do that. No, you're, I, you're I'm not smart enough to do that, or you're just too I'm, honest. I'm just and, way too honest. You're just too Dudley Do Right, Tyler yes, Faringal. That is me. That is me. All right. I don't know how. The, if he gets drafted by the Blackhawks, Connor Bedard, I don't know how that works out in Chicago. Not that there aren't quality restaurants where you can get nutritious meals and well-rounded, but do you not go to Portillo's? How could you not go to Portillo's? That's a great question. I don't know. Beef. I mean, we, we'd have to teach him. You'd have to, you'd have to teach him beef. Here's beef. Here's Jardinera. Here's wet, and and here's dipped, and and here's a bunch of napkins. I, how do you not? I I don't know how you. Oh my! Wow. Okay, do you have an update on that web poll? By the way, no? I do not. No, no update. Don't. No. Okay. Well, we'll wait for that. And yeah, now you're sending in. <laughs> 206. Speaking of acronyms and pots, Seattle once had a South Lake Union transit line. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just let everybody think about that, chuckle over it, and there you go. But Todd Marinovich could be a that's that's a scary proposition if you're the Blackhawks. I mean, the, the, everybody looks at Connor McDavid. I know we're dealing with various Connors. There'll be a lot of Connors coming into the league. Jadens, Hayden, Cadens, they're all over the sport. But the 
the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. He's that guy. He was Lindros was like that guy. Connor McDavid's that guy. And Lindros was never Quebec drafted him. He he Eli Manninged his way out of that. He John Elwayed his way out of that. And he went to Philadelphia. They didn't win. Didn't win a title. They had a chance, but Red Wings beat him. And Scott Stevens beat him. Scott Stevens beat Lindros right into his chin and he had about thirty five concussions for the rest of his career. And that kind of prayer. Connor McDavid, I don't know, can't get can't even you're not even allowed to look at the Stanley Cup. They've been so bad. But this is the guy that the Blackhawks have tanked for. This is what they do. This is what this guy is worth. And he's never had fast food, according to his mother, Melanie. How? I don't know how he survives in Chicago. You want a combination? You want the beef and you want sausage, right? How do you do Great question. Again, I don't know. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to learn the hard way, though. He's gonna get suckered into it someday. Eight four seven texture. You guys are really making up for the lack of suckage from last Saturday. Well, congratulations, Tyler. I'll take the compliment. Your maiden voyage here. That's yes. good. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, talk White Sox. They're Used to be the talk of the White Sox was the manager needed a nap and then fans needed therapy because the chairman was forcing an ill-equipped manager onto this team this way. And also the White Sox shortstop made a declaration, made a move that he made for his country, but he didn't seem to want to make for his team. It pays him a lot more millions. So I will talk with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. We'll run that by him and talk with other things regarding the White Sox as they prepare to enter this season and whatever enthusiasm there is or isn't. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage with new producer Tyler Farringal. He's putting the suck in suckage. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry, at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Why is it important to have a WBC and, and for you particularly to participate in it? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, you don't want to see that. Everyone's an amazing player, but it's a big loss for the Mets. But when you look at what this is all about and all that, I don't think he would tell you that he regrets being a part of this. We like to compete. We like to compete for our countries, people that we you know care about and things like that. You never want to get hurt. I mean, 
you'll get hurt in spring training games every day right now, and no one says we shouldn't have spring training. So that's the unfortunate part of the game. People will get hurt, but the beauty of the game is to see the fans, see the passion that players have this time of year, especially in these events. And that's what the game, that's why you play the game. So you're telling guys not to play the game they love for the country they love is, is, is tough because you can get hurt walking down the street, to be honest. So is it unfortunate? But I think that you see the you know the bigger picture of this people playing for the countries and having a great time. You know sometimes things happen unfortunately. That's Lance Lynn talking about Edwin Diaz's injury in the World Baseball Classic. Lance Lynn stud for our country, Merca, Merkins. All right, there's several problems. I have several problems with what Lance Lynn said. First of all, I think this and the World Baseball Classic, the Olympics, and it's like, I'm not, I own a team. I'm not sending my players. I don't want my players going there. I'm paying them millions to get hurt for me. That's essentially what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I want you under my watch. I want you under, I want you doing it in front of my trainers, managers, and coaches. And, yeah, guys get worked up, and it's exciting. They get so worked up, they get hurt celebrating. The reason you want them in string training, there's nothing to celebrate. You're not going to have Kendall Graveman or Joe Kelly jumping up and down on the mound going, oh, boy, I got the third out in the third inning, and the Mariners are going to be retired. It doesn't happen the way it did with Edwin Diaz. Countries aren't paying these guys the millions that I am, and I want guys under my control doing what they're doing. That's why I feel about it. I understand the idea of playing for your country. Go find some other thing to do. You're on my team, and I'm paying you. I want you in my camp. Josh Nelson, a Sox machine. What do you think of what you heard from Lance Lynn? I completely disagree with you, Steve, and I am on Lance Lynn's side. Well, That's what I think. You're allowed to. You're allowed to be on the wrong side. Share with the class why you're wrong. I I think what we are seeing as far as the experience, especially for Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Cuba, for those particular players, this World Baseball Classic means a lot to them, as far as playing for their countries. In which, sure, pitching for the Mets or the White Sox or any Major League Baseball team, that's their job. But this is much different. It's on a different level as far as passion and a level of pride, especially for their home countries to be able to represent them in what is the baseball version of the world cup to be able to bring back home a a championship. Now, if you want to argue about the timing of this tournament, I'm all ears uh, as far as if it, you know, having this tournament during spring training makes the most sense or having a break like hockey has seen in past years with the winter Olympics that you take three weeks off in the middle of the season to have a tournament like this, or you have this tournament in the fall, in later October or in November. Uh, I'm all ears as far as when you have this type of tournament. So when you do have injuries like Edwin Diaz, it doesn't greatly impact a, an upcoming season. But to Lancelin's point, he's right. Fluke injuries do happen all the time. I mean, the White Sox 24-year-old first baseman can't play back-to-back spring training games now because he's got lower back soreness. 
Uh, so I understand where Lance Lynn's point is coming from, that baseball players can get hurt in, in a multitude of ways, and we shouldn't shut down the World Baseball Classic because of fear of injuries. All right, well, the World Baseball Classic is going on. I'm talking about that and White Sox with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine, SoxMachine.com. And he's joining me on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So the World Baseball Classic, Jose, uh, Jose, Eloy Jimenez had himself had himself a game, a time, a year, or whatever. I, I don't know if it was a breakthrough. What have you? Are you certainly you're watching with a a uh, more interested eye there? What do you think? Well, I was a bit surprised he got so much playing time, Steve, because the Dominican Republic had a loaded roster, and I was. He was one of the White Sox players. I was questioning, like, I, I get why you want to join as far as the party, Eloy, but, but you're not going to start, dude. Uh, this, this lineup is stacked. Like, I, <laughs> I can't make a convi- I can't make a convincing case. And then all of a sudden, he starts their last three games, and he does hit pretty well. He, he goes five for eleven, and he hits the doubles, and he's playing right field. And for the balls that are hit at him, he's catching. That's good. Uh, he did make this uh, one sliding attempt on a line drive in right center field, and he slid feet first. It didn't even come close. So it was a bit comical to, to watch that type of effort. But, you know, Aloy played well. Yohan Makata, has, he's, not, he's reached on base nine of his last ten plate appearances in the World Baseball Classic. So he's starting to hit a lot better. Lance Lynn and Tim Anderson have been great for Team USA. Jose Ruiz, which we may see tonight against Team USA, pitching for Team Venezuela, uh, has been flashing a new changeup that's about 90 to 91 miles per hour. Uh, that's been really throwing off left-handed hitters, so he's got a new pitch that he's put, putting on display. From a White Sox perspective, this has been an exciting World Baseball Classic because the players are playing well. New York Mets fans, this has been a terrible World <laughs> Baseball Classic because Edwin Diaz is gone for the season. Peter Alonzo, I don't know if he's even interested now in playing in the tournament, but he's been bad. And Jeff McNeil has been benched for Tim Anderson to play second base because Mark DeRosa likes Tim Anderson to play a position he's never played before professionally over Jeff McNeil because he values Anderson's bat more than McNeil's. Uh, and McNeil is a defensive liability at second base. So, yeah, this has not been a great World Baseball Classic if you're in Queens. But if you're on the south side of Chicago, it's been a fun tournament. Well, I think that Steve Cohen is going to buy the world and then the Mets will win something. <laughs> I think that's next. Josh Nelson of Sox Machine is my guest. But you bring up Tim Anderson. I did want to get to him. We've got to him now. And – and I don't know, it's kind of blurred, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea of Tim Anderson playing second base for for Team USA, as Mark DeRosa requested, he would do it for his country, but there was huge resistance to him moving out of shortstop when the Manny Machado chatter came up. So right. aren't you as a Sox fan saying, wait, really? You're, you're doing this for your country but not your team? Yeah, it's a, it's interesting timing because if this was always an option, we could fool ourselves, Steve, in believing that Jerry Reinsdorf would allow Rick Conn and Kenny Williams to spend the type of money to bring in one of the premium shortstops. 
in Major League Baseball. We'd be fooling ourselves because we knew we would know that there's no way that Jerry Reinsdorf would approve that type of contract. Uh, so I, I understand from Tim Anderson's point of view back then when he was in his mid-20s and he just came off a, a pretty good 2019 season that he, he still wanted to be the White Sox everyday shortstop. And I understand that line of thinking here we are in 2023 and the white Sox signed another shortstop elvis andrews who's only played shortstop in the majors uh before this spring training where he's now trying to learn second base and you have these two shortstops up the middle and anderson is you know he would do it in a pinch but he's taking the stance of i was here first uh this is the position that i've only played professionally this is where i'm comfortable i want to play shortstop uh, so i understand from tim anderson's point of view now if there is a second big contract that Tim Anderson signs for the White Sox and five years down the road, Tim Anderson is being reluctant to move from shortstop over to second base for a young buck or another premium free agent if somebody else owns the White Sox who is a better shortstop than Tim Anderson, and if Tim Anderson's still creating the fuss that he still wants to play shortstop, that's a different type of conversation. But right now, he is very confident in his ability defensively uh, to be the White Sox shortstop. And I think he would still prefer to play shortstop over Trey Turner. But he's seeing this as an opportunity to play on the world stage for Team USA. And if it means playing second base over Jeff McNeil to be in the lineup every single day, to be in the same lineup as Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Schwarber, then that's what it takes. But from a White Sox perspective, I, and I agree with him. There's nobody that's better than him at shortstop or who should be the starting shortstop for the White Sox right now. But might have been. I, I just I found, I found it interesting <laughs> that, um, that, that that was his stance. I appreciated his flexibility for his country. I would have liked to see some encouragement of him doing that, some sense that he would do that for his team. His team might decide, What's best for us is for you to do this, and we'll bring in this guy. Then we'll all get better, and we'll win a World Series. Because right now, mm-hmm. they've simply, they've, you know, he didn't stay healthy, and when he was, they were still the same team under whatever manager du jour they had. They were going to win the one playoff game, and then thank you, here's your lovely parting gift. Go out of here. It's time for the big boys to play. And I don't know if that would have made him better. Certainly, you bring up the point. I hadn't considered that. All the shortstop this year. So you would have been... Um, on crack to think that, but now that you've thought that, that frustrates you more, Josh Nelson, as a Sox fan? I don't know if I'm more frustrated at Tim Anderson. If, if, because at one point we thought, uh, shoot, Carlos Correa was signing with the New York Mets, right? And they have Francisco Lindor, and Correa was going to be playing third base. Like, Correa showed that he was flexible moving off of the shortstop position, even though he's one of the best defensive shortstops in Major League Baseball, if it meant signing with a team like the New York Mets and playing beside his friend Francisco Lindor and not moving Lindor off the shortstop position, if I knew the White Sox were serious about, let's say, like someone like Xander Bogarts, for example, then, yeah, I would... I would come out onto the radio and publicly with all the things that we do at Sox Machine and say, Tim, you should probably move off shortstop. Xander Bogarts is better than you. But I never realistically expected the White Sox to even go into that market. And the fact that they waited until spring training to sign Elvis Andrews just to take care of second base for them uh, suggests that that was not even on their radar as well. Josh Nelson, the Sox Machine, is my guest here on The Score. 
Saturday suckage, talking White Sox. Lucas Giolito, he looks like a whole new pitcher because he lost he lost a sixth grader, it looks like. He lost all that <laughs> muscle. He lost the size, and he's gaining back. Uh, what do you think he's gained back? What have you seen from him? What are you hopeful about? I think, I think he's gained back perspective because last year – he was trying to reinvent himself after what he had three very good seasons in a row, 2019, 2020, 2021, in which that he was a top 10 pitcher in the American league. And I think he tried to reinvent himself, Steve, to be a top three or be a serious American league Cy Young contender that he believed that he needed to add more muscle to throw harder. And if he threw harder, he'd be striking out more guys and then he'd be able to win the top honor for pitchers in the American League. And as his teammate Dylan Cease showed, that is not the case. If you want to be taken seriously, just continue to do what you do best. And this is a huge year for Lucas Giolito because it's his contract year, Steve. Yeah, we've seen it across all types of sports. <laughs> yeah. When it when it's a contract year, they go back to what works and suddenly they discover this new level of focus that they've never had before and they have this breakout year. And it wouldn't surprise me if Lucas Giolito did that this year, Steve. And he goes to the all star game and he wins fifteen plus games for the White Sox and he has an incredibly high war and then he is going to cash in during free agency signing with whatever team wants to pay him with what he believes is how much he's worth. So I think that is what Lucas Giolito has gained in this offseason and in spring training, a renewed sense of focus of who he actually is and what actually works for him. Well, it's good to have a come-to-Jesus talk whenever you have to, and, and if it comes in the contract <laughs> year, that's good. That's that's it. Yeah. Josh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me this Saturday. Thanks for giving up part of your weekend. Absolutely. Go Team USA. I love the World Baseball Classic, Steve. I'm kidding. I you know love what? you guys. Love, Have love, a good weekend. <laughs> you just love it enough for me to make up for it. Okay, Josh? <laughs> I do. Right. Have a great weekend. All right, Josh Nelson. Socks Machine. Terrific listen. Terrific read. Check it out. Him and Jim. They do great work. So, what were you yelling in my ear about, Tyler, as I'm trying to conduct a, a an in-depth interview about the White Sox? I'm sorry. I couldn't hold it in. Grody called and wanted to join you for the last segment. All of a sudden, he's available? All of a sudden, he's available. We were going to do cultural zeitgeist. We have, a, we have an extraordinary behind-the-music story in cultural zeitgeist. But Mark Grody, we got a bigger name on the other line. Does Grody say why he wants to come on? Because there was a texter who wanted to know what Dave the Cat's picks were for the NCAA in the brackets. He did not specify. He just said he he would like to join. <laughs> okay, sure. Last week, Trash Panda drops in and walks in during a break and goes, yeah, hey, so let's do a segment. Oh, all right. He's just walking to do it. All right. So Mark Grody called in. We had a bigger name on the other line, and it's going to be Mark Grody. Saturday suckage like it ought to be. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. So wait, let me get this right. Tyler Farringol, our new rookie producer. You know where... Grody's walk-up music is, but you have no idea how we're going to close the show. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
All righty then. What's what's going on with you two today? I was listening <laughs> a little bit earlier. Yes, and you um, guys were not connecting. What what's happening? Here? He's just he's embodying Saturday suckage. He's staying on brand in his rookie voyage. His, Good job, his Tyler rookie, rookie debut. I've right. known for a while that Dirty Frank is your one of your favorite songs. So that's just one of the things that has stuck in my mind, Grody. I like you, Tyler Farringold. I don't care what Steve says. You're no, I'm just, man. I've just simply moved along through the show. That's what Steve says. He's going to wait. We don't know this. You know Grody's. <laughs> no, walk good up. for him. Yeah, yeah, Grody. Yeah, means that walk up music means Mark Grody's joining me on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And you just wanted to barge right in to be on the show. Well, well. It is your back, show, little, and you weren't going to be on the show, and you told Tyler you weren't going to be on the show, right. and I, you called him, and now you're on the show. Right. So, no, you explained it perfectly. I had rejected your invitation to come <laughs> on the show because I had some personal business to attend to in the in the deep western suburbs, but I got back early, and I, I had you on the radio. I'm like, you know what? I've been listening to Stevie Sunch. I'm going to tell him I'm available. So here I am. However, I will say this. I have no intention whatsoever of breaking up the what did you just the musical cultural zeitgeist? I want to know what you're talking about. You know I love music. Cultural zeitgeist. We had a we had a central one of the best behind the music kind of cultural zeitgeist stories. Do you have the do you have that song queued up, Tyler? Uh oh. Yes, I do. Wow. There's a shock. All right. This ought to sound familiar to Scoreheads and Mark Rody. Play it. Oh, yeah. People are dying right now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The, oh, yep. There's the garbage truck. Yep. 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 There. Oh, there's Carbone there's, hanging in the freezer. Yeah, yep. There he is by a hook. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Not such a nice song after and all. And Johnny Roast Beef in the Pink Cadillac. Oh, yeah. All right. So it's the coda from Layla. Coda. Love Codas. All right. So Derek and the Dominoes, which is also known as Eric Clapton and Friends. And it's the music. Everybody's dying. It's the music Tanny uses to kill off people or say goodbye when you're leaving or when you're fired or whatever happens. Like, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing. He did it this week. So the Goodfellas treatment. That's the Tanny treatment using the Coda from Layla. Of course. But here's the thing. Layla is a whole other song other than the Coda. And it sounds like a whole other song because it was. The coda, the piano part, was a separate song called Time. Hmm. And the the author of that is in question. The guy who wrote it, who claims to have written it, but likely stole it, is named Jim Gordon. He died this week at 77, which is why I wanted to bring this up. Jim Gordon's his name. He was a world-class drummer. He's the kind of guy you would have heard on... Uh, the drummer's drummer kind of thing. Drummers were just swoon over him. He was on Pet Sounds. And he was with Rita Coolidge. Okay. He had a chord progression, she says, in her autobiography. And she turned it into a song. But he was not just a drummer for Clapton, this Jim Gordon. He was also schizo. And, by the way, he was doing time for killing his mom. <laughs> Behind the music, indeed. I, this is it. This is a true. 
In her autobiography, published in 2016, it's called Delta Lady. Coolidge tells of the piano piece, and it came into Clapton's hands, and how she and Jim Gordon left it with him on a cassette. And when it came out, it was credited E. Clapton and Jay Gordon. No, R. Coolidge. Wow. And she wanted credit. She wasn't even looking for money, she said. She wanted credit. Okay. And Robert Stigwood was the, the, the big mocker then, and he refused to acknowledge her contributions. And, and she just wanted to be applauded for what she did. And she did applaud when she heard that Stiggy was hung out the window by another manager's goons to warn him about poaching an act. Oh, man. Behind the music, indeed. Yeah. So that was this week, Jim Gordon... Was just, I, what a story! Isn't that a great story? Yeah, that is a great story. Wow, I don't know Jim Gordon, but I do know Gordon Lightfoot. It's <laughs> oh sad. That's just <laughs> sad, Mark Grody. I don't know Rita Coolidge, but I know Calvin Coolidge. It's getting sadder and sadder. Do you know Guster? Uh, Guster. I don't know Guster, but I know Custer. Oh my what am Just, I doing? I don't know. This sounds like a really bad Jeopardy. Will Ferrell going. Yeah, it, it kind of does all of a sudden. No, that was a fantastic story, and it took twists and turns that I did not expect. So yeah. Nice work, Steve. Wanted, nice work. wanted to share that. Guster was, you know, a year ago in the Showtime drama. Were you watching the Showtime drama about the Lakers? I have not seen it yet. Nope. Yeah, I have no interest. If you saw, behind, you know, if you saw... Um, the the one on the Bulls you don't need to see that the one on the the one with the about the Lakers is all made up stuff I mean it's based on a true story it's not really true they got actors in in the Bulls you get the, all all the people you get the real people they're right there for you they're talking about it but during the during the first season somebody tweeted out that the actor portraying Larry Bird looked like the lead singer of Guster. A Massachusetts alternative band to which the lead singer retweeted, I feel seen. And I don't think it's such a doppelganger. And I had no idea who Guster was, but now I love them. And I'll bet Matt Spiegel does too. Some of their wet music was used in like Wedding Crashers and on on the Weather Channel. So that's pretty alternative. That's a pretty yeah, wide I'm, range, huh? I'm looking them up right now. I'm just going to read right from Wikipedia for all of us here for and, a second. And what they've done in some of their concert encores is have their drummer come out front and sing the theme from Cheers, where everybody oh, knows your name. That Well, they, they are, yes, an American alternative rock band from Boston. The founding members, Adam Gardner, Ryan Miller, Brian... Rosenworcel, yeah. He's the drummer yeah. who comes out and sings Cheers. He's the guy. But yeah, okay. here's right. what they do that caught my eye because it happened this week. They play dumpster concerts. Okay. This what started in 2016. They were supposed to get to um, a gig in Philadelphia. They were stuck in Pittsburgh. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get there because of, of a storm. So okay. they told people, they tweeted out, they told people they would be at <clears throat> the corner of Samsonia Way and Vito Street for a 2 p.m. Saturday concert in front of a dumpster. <laughs> Several people showed up, and they put the video on Facebook, and since then they hit dumpsters on every tour. And Thursday, 
They got ready for the show in Austin by playing a random dumpster. They tweeted out, biggest trash show yet, almost 15 people and two babies. Oh my I love, God. I love <laughs> Gus. You're doing dumpster <laughs> concerts. That's can't you see speak? Can't you see speak getting into that? Oh, totally, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think Massachusetts. He's he's, yeah. he's advanced well beyond dumpster. Oh, he has. I'm not uh, saying he has to perform them uh, like gotcha. Tributosaurus working the dumpster in Prudential Plaza. No, I'm not saying Prudential Tower. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I love would, that kind of stuff, though, like where real bands do pop-up stuff just out of nowhere. 815-Texture, our favorite. Saturday Suckage has come yeah. to an all-time head. <laughs> <laughs> so did all the business this? get squared away, Mark Grody? Oh, yeah, all the business has been squared away. Everything is good. It's all love, Steve. So, good. yeah, yeah. No, I uh, was just like, ah, listen to Steve. Sounded good. And then... I said, just put me on, and and you had a White Sox guest on, so I was like, all right, I yeah, understand. and I love. All right, Josh well, Nelson. we 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 can do certainly make time for what Mark heard, but there was well, a lot this week. This week would have been really I, good, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the most interesting thing I heard this week. Then Steve, waiting on it. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I don't have the audio to go along with it because you know, hey man, we're I'll be right by the poles. seat of our pants. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that. You know, in talking to Lance Zerline, who is the the draft expert for or one of them for NFL dot com, and you know, he said in the name of best player available at the nine spot, if things go the way he thinks they're going to go, the best player available in the nine spot would probably be a cornerback. Uh, so, if you're following that style, and I don't know if Ryan Poles has ever is necessarily said best overall pick, but most GMs are going to say something like that. And a couple of the names that Devin Witherspoon, and I bring him up because he's from Illinois. So he's one of the top guys. Christian Gonzalez, I'd say, is the best of the bunch. He seemed to attract, Christian Gonzalez of Oregon, seemed to attract the most attention at the Combine in terms of media and all of that. So, and there's Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. But I just think it's interesting that, like, so so much of this, since we knew the Bears had the number one pick, so mu- and it hasn't changed that much, so much of it has been we've talked about defensive line, offensive line, and we really haven't thought about things like secondary and if that the best player available is a cornerback. Hey, man, I mean, nothing wrong with making a good part of your team really good or even great. I find that quite interesting. Makes me want to ask whether that possibility would make Ryan Poles trade back again. If let's mm. say there wasn't the pass rusher they fell in love with, and Skaronsky was gone, for instance, and he did not think another tackle should be taken that high, would he trade back thinking he get the same guy and pick up yet another draft pick? I could see it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Just, like, none of these names are overwhelming. That's the thing about it. Who knows? They might turn out to be great pros. I get worried about Skaronsky just because if if he's if he is an interior guy, but you were drafting him to be an outside guy, then, I don't know, like, maybe he could be great on the inside, but right now the Bears have a bit of a logjam on the interior with Lucas Patrick there and just the signing of Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair. It's like at, at some point in time, 
somebody's going to have to really step up and play at an actual tackle position for the Bears on the right side. But uh, I guess coming soon, coming soon, Stevie Sunshine. So that's that's the the most interesting thing I heard. I wish I had more time, but I don't because you don't. I don't. No, we, we don't. don't. It's the Goodbye. music. The music means Tyler Ferengold's first show is in the books. And Tyler, nice job, buddy. There was much, much suckage to be had. Good, good job sucking. Good and job, he's going to try to. He's going to end this phone call while I try to book you for next week. <laughs> and uh, if nobody important listened to this show, then Tyler and I will have jobs for next week. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell don't, him. Don't, you, don't, you ain't don't. even got to tell him. <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio. Thanks, Mark Grody, for just barging right in. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.